Welcome to the KFR News Radio. I want to spoil your movies. The following podcast contains spoilers for Interview with the Vampire. The Vampire Chronicles. You have been warned. Ah! 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 What is up, everybody? I know this is sounding a lot like uh, the Halloween specials that we were doing, <laughs> but no, be aware, it is not. How's everybody doing? This is another podcast with Glenjamin Button and Miguel Magusto. Yes. Yes. That's, you went from French to like Transylvanian to, to Southern real quick. I, I was stirring my tea and I was like, just break character already. Just break it. Just break it. <laughs> How <laughs> you love doing? God. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm hopped up on some Z-Quill right now, ready to pass out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Just watched some Nacho Libre, so I'm just, yeah. oh, I'm at a massive all-time high right now. <laughs> well, uh, that, that reminds me, uh, what movies have you watched this past week? Oh, well, I watched, the first one was Coda. I did, I did, got a, I got a little spree this kind of week. You uh, did, you and did. And by spree, I mean, like, three or four movies but anyway <laughs> that's a spree uh, for you the first one was uh coda otherwise known as child of deaf adults mm-hmm. which was uh i know it's been on the list as far as you know possible tonys go that's um, what the academy says you know? de- definitely. I, don't, I don't really talk to them too much yeah so. I, they're just in the wind in the whispers in the shadows you know? yes exactly um but a t- heart heartbreaking movie really tugs on the uh, the strings and the tears, shall I say? Mm-hmm. Uh, what a, what a good movie, and everybody was great in, it, especially the the dad in it, and just how how much emotion he can put into just like communicating without saying words. Yeah, just uh, using sign language. Mm-hmm. It did it did break me. It did break me once, and uh, I, I tell you what, I wasn't a fan of that breakage. Because I'm Fuck a grown, movie for I'm a grown man, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantastic film. Uh, after that, I watched Mass, which uh, I knew absolutely nothing about. I knew this was on uh, your horizons, so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that bad boy. I didn't exactly enjoy it in the first half. It was kind of really awkward at first, and I just yeah. was like, Where is this going? I kind of felt I knew where it was going to go, but I was like, Tell me where it's going, and then it would boom, and then it. The the roller coaster kept going up and up and up and and then it came to a dramatic down and then I was like, ah, I'm tired of roller coasters right now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that hurt. Yeah, uh, it was a really good film. Uh, every, everybody was pretty great in it, especially the uh, who are the the two parents of the 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 one child that I shall say, but uh, they were they were fantastic. Well, I mean, it's not it's not a secret. The the movie is about two parents. Uh, whose kids were involved in the school shooting, one's kid's fa- uh, family. Like, one kid was a shooter, one kid was mm-hmm. a victim. Uh, which one are you talking about? Uh, the victim's parents. So Martha Plimpton and uh, oh, Jason Isaac. Mm-hmm. Isaacs? Isaac? Isaacs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were both really great, They too. were great, especially Jason Isaacs. Yeah. And, and, and Dowd's really great in it, too. Yeah. Uh, the dad of the shooter was the odd man out, but he was also supposed to be more... 
mm-hmm. withheld. Like he was supposed to be the least emotional one. So yeah. he did a good job. It's just he 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 didn't have a lot to work with really. Yeah, in in comparison to the other three, it wasn't wasn't yeah. really as much. Reed Bernie is the actor. Uh, yeah. Did you know that that was written and directed by the pothead from uh, the Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> really? Yeah. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, his, uh, um, Fran K- Fran Kranz or Fran Kranz. I don't know how you pronounce the name, mm-hmm. but yeah, the pothead from the Cabin in the Woods. He wrote and directed that masterful movie, in my opinion. He's in a bunch um, of movies, actually. Yeah, I think he's kind of shifted more towards yeah. writing and directing. The Village Training Day. Oh, and also, Donnie he's Darko. he's in an episode of It's Always Sunny where he plays a scientist that likes to break apart poop. He's in <laughs> he's in, he's in the poop the bed episode. So very nice. Yes, it's a little um, fun facts. <laughs> after that, we watched Moonfall, which there's a review up on the interwebs for that. And lastly, of course, as I said, I watched Nacho Libre and the movie we're about to uh, talk about here soon. But what, mm-hmm. dear Lord, did you watch, my good well, friend? You, you had your movies a little bit out of order. You watched Moonfall before you watched at least Mass, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, think you probably. also forgot one. Uh, you also forgot I always, one, I think. I always forget. Did I? Swan Song. With Ma- Ma- Mahershala Ali. How do I do this? I it's don't like know. I watch a movie to enjoy it, and I just never rate them. <laughs> I always do that with the ones we do uh, for YouTube, yeah. like the, the first runs, and just forget. I'm just like, oh, that never yeah. existed. Anyway, Swan Song was a wicked movie. That was awesome. Yeah. And like, I feel like it didn't take like wildly out of place, like how futuristic like technology goes. You know how like yeah. they have the earbuds and the little... I, I feel like it didn't... It was definitely in the realm of reality as far as how the future could go, you know, besides, you know, the cloning and shit. Yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> flying cars and shit. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I had a relatively light week this mm-hmm. week. I watched only 11 movies. Um, a, hold for applause. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. The first one I watched, uh, Cool Hand Luke, part of the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Did you watch uh, that before? No, the first time watching it. Oh, wow. I watched that before um, you. I had no idea that this was the movie where the the line, uh, what we have here is a failure to communicate. I had what no idea that was from this. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what movie I thought that that was from, but it's there, clear I now. I definitely think I know which movie, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, the name of it off the top of my head. I feel like it's O Brother, Where Art Thou, but I can't find that, that uh, scene, if it is said in that. But it's definitely... Like, I knew exactly that that movie had referenced this movie when it came out, so I don't. I wish I remembered. But Cool Hand Luke's, uh, I really enjoyed it. I feel like it kind of gets a little weak towards the end. It kind of rushes the end a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really solid film regardless. Um, then I watched The Crowd, which is also in the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. It is a silent film from 1928 uh, that is super depressing. Um as in, they do. In, in the best way possible. You know, back then, movies seemed to always be whitewashed and everything and be super happy and everything. This this was a very depressing movie. Uh, had camera movements in it where you're just like, in 1928, how did you possibly get that shot? And I love movies like that, especially silent films where you're just like, you could see where things were created, you know? But that, that was a really solid movie. Uh, it's only available on, an like, an archive site. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if you Google the crowd streaming, 
you'll be able to find that, but it's it's weird. It's like I could only find it with French uh, subtitles and the Turner Classic Movies logo in the right hand corner. Um, so yeah, weird. Very rare movie for being such a well renowned movie. Uh, then I watched What Dreams May Come, which is uh, Robin Williams. He dies, and then he finds out his wife committed suicide and went to hell because some people believe that that is what happens, and he has to go to hell to try to save her. Uh, knowing how Robin Williams died kind of hit way too close to home, but <laughs> but otherwise it was really good. Uh, very colorful movie, very... Uh, yeah, I, I like the design. It was terrifying. Like there are parts of it that were absolutely terrifying, and I did not expect that from a Robin Williams movie. Um, was this the Naruto one? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, Robin Williams invented Naruto. Naruto. <laughs> Naruto running. Naruto. Uh, yeah. There's this part where he he jumps off a cliff and flies, and then when he lands, he starts Nar, uh, Naruto. Naruto. Naruto running. Naruto running. And this uh, came out. Uh, either the same year as Naruto or two years after. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Uh, but we, we looked it up, and it looks like they're pretty close together. But, yeah, for, for a whole two seconds, he was running like that, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I also, I hope uh, to, to break your concentration real quick, I hope you know I've been deep diving the shit out of the Internet for what that movie is that said what we got here is a failure or failure to communicate. Mm-hmm. This is why I've been so quiet the last two minutes. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, <laughs> it's for the best. I'm so in the bag right now. <laughs> uh, then I watched Moon. We watched Moonfall together. Uh, we have a, a review for that on YouTube. You can check that out. Uh, then I watched Mass, uh, the movie we already talked about. Really good movie. Highly suggest people check it out. Then I watched The Lost Daughter, which is directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, starring Olivia Coleman, uh, Dakota Johnson, and Jesse Buckley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fine movie. It's uh, it is it is very well made, but the story is dull. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like I feel like there's just something missing from it to make it more exciting, and it was just kind of awkward and annoying the story not the way it was made um i feel like there's just just a piece missing that would have tied it all together um but yeah it's 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 an okay movie then i watched swan song which we briefly talked talked about mahershala ali Mm -hmm. Uh, i really liked it i thought he had a killer performance as both him and his clone Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah really solid movie got great cinematography great music um yeah like you said, it's very close to the not-so-distant future. Just a straight touching story. Yes, touching story. Some of the best chemistry and the best meet-cute I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, they meet on the train. Uh, and and sh- a surprise Aquafina. Surprise There's nothing wrong with a surprise Aquafina. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, then I watched Lola, uh, which is on the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. It's a French New Wave film about this guy who bumps into his childhood love mm-hmm. and he tries to figure that out and it's a whole thing she's she's a, a cabaret dancer she has a son it's a whole bunch of complications he gets involved in like diamond smuggling oh it's a really uh all over the place movie but i usually don't like french wave movies i think they're for the most part pretty boring this one was actually pretty good 
Okay. I, I thought it had good pacing, which is my biggest problem with French New Wave films. Switching have, it up on you. Yeah, they have horrible pacing for the most part, in my opinion. I know mm. I know a lot of people go for that, but they have a hard, and Like, Jean-Luc Godard, I don't like any of his films that I've seen because of his pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lola had really good pacing, so, yeah, that was Very pretty nice. good. Uh, then I watched Bo- uh, Bottle Rocket, which is um, Wes Anderson's first feature film. Uh, and I believe it's the acting debut for both Luke and Owen Wilson. Uh, really? Yeah. So wow. Wow. Um, that's crazy. Wow. It's it's uh you might like it because it's not like I know you're not a huge fan of Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. but th- this is like his least Wes Anderson movie because it was his first. Very nice. And I think he was like trying to figure out his whole shtick. His whole style. Uh, and also Owen Wilson's hilarious in it. So I well, would suggest I would suggest you check that out. Put it on the bag. Yeah. Uh, random thought. What do you think of the Grand Budapest Hotel? Uh, out of his movies, I like that one the most, I think. Okay. Well, that's what I would expect. Then I watched Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> we'll get <laughs> Interview with the Vampire, which we'll get to in just a second. And then uh, the original Nightmare Alley. We, we watched the uh, Guillermo del Toro one um, together last month. And then I watched the original... Uh, on Criterion Channel because it's leaving tomorrow. Today mm-hmm. was the last day you could watch it on. Oh, there. no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. I think you would probably like that one more. Okay. if I remember correctly, I feel like you had a problem with the pacing of the Guillermo del Toro one and how long it was. Yeah. I, I don't remember the exact reasons, to be honest, but yeah, it, it was it was a little more... Uh, dull than I expected, I think, was one of the major ones. Yeah, that, that's But I think fair. that was also the, kind of the point. This one was faster moving. Obviously, it has, like, the same problems as a lot of old movies do, worth, like, censorship and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as risque or violent, so to speak. Oh. Um, but it, it hits all the same beats, but in, like, a faster pacing. So I really liked it, but it also really made me appreciate the Guillermo del Toro one more. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I don't know which one I like more. They're just different enough where I can't really compare them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, but that's all I watched for this week. I know just not not that many movies as people <laughs> yeah, were expecting. Yeah, you, you, you need to start stepping it up. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully I'll step it up next week. <clears throat> uh, but for now, let's get into Interview with the Vampire. The Vampire Chronicles. The Vampire Chronicles. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I've never heard it called that. I've never either. Not once. I don't know why it's called. It's that. like it's like X Men Origins. Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he chose one man. He gave him infinite power, eternal life, and a daughter who would be forever young. This is the only real evil left. And then he took the light of day. You're a vampire who never knew what life was until it ran out in a red gush over your lips. A Vampire Tells His Epic Life Story, Love, Betrayal, Loneliness, and Hunger. Directed by Neil Jordan, written by Anne Rice, stars Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Antonio Banderas, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Christian Slater's in there, and just mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other people, of course. Uh, so yeah, the reasoning behind picking this one is it's it's just been a title that's been thrown in my ear holes a lot. 
uh, throughout my whole life. And, you know, it's been mentioned that I should probably see it, of course, mm-hmm. you know, once or twice. Uh, so we figured, hey, this is the platform. Why not? Every time it's my week, I have to say that exact thing every time. <laughs> let's let's yep. watch this goddamn movie. Um, so, yeah, vampires and shit. Tom Cruise biting people in the neck all kinkily and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Gotta, gotta love it. I'm surprised <laughs> this didn't come out in like the, the mid to late 2000s. This would have had a whole scene. This would have been a whole like scene kid thing with like a hot topic and everything. Or is that oh, just... Also, ah. going, going back to the beginning, did you mention Nacho Libre? I did. You did? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so we got obviously Brad, Pritt, uh, Brad Pritt, uh, Pitt, Tom Cruise, just being vampires and shit and just just swinging Kirsten Dunst in the mix. I, being edgelords. Oh, my God. Edgelords and just... You know the the teasing and the 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 tension, the sexual tension between everybody was just nice and uh, ripe. Oh God! Why'd you uh, use that word? I don't know, but let me Why tell you, you out of all word? the actors, you know Antonio Banderas, Brad Pitt, and Tom Cruise here, you know who fucking shined the most out of them? Tom Cruise, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten, oh you, oh you my didn't God, her. I know. But yes, she, I, I would agree. She whooped ass in this movie. <laughs> just yeah, I feel like she was out acting most of the other actors in this. Yeah, especially towards like uh, this, the end of the second act, I think, uh, more towards the third. It was it was crazy, but anyway, this is a story about a man getting interviewed by some guy from the the twentieth century. Uh, I assume twenty first century, uh, just just interviewing him there's no real reason he's just being interviewed uh because brad pitt wanted him to and then brad pitt's yeah, he, telling he the says story that he's of, like a radio host and he just interviews people that's his thing yes yeah, i get something like that brad pitt just lured him into a, an alleyway and was like interview me and so here they, they are um so Brad Pitt's just telling his whole life story of how he's a vampire, and you know Christian Slater's just like, all right, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt and assume that it's real. Everything you're mm-hmm. telling me is real. And then he shuts off lights and stuff. And then, of course, <laughs> he goes into the whole spiel about how Tom Cruise just milked his neck for uh, some human splendor, but really he wanted him to become a vampire. And then Tom Cruise was an absolute asshole and a sadist and killed everybody he saw because, you know, that's kind of what vampires do. And then... And Scientologists. And Scientologists, Ooh, yeah. Cut, cut, cut that, cut that. Don't, cut that. I didn't say a word. <laughs> no, don't cut that. That was just a joke. Um, um, so from there, just it just gets wacky and crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it overall? It was definitely very broody and very... Uh, <sighs> It, uh, Twilight kind of had the same sense in a way. I it's really weird to compare these two, yeah. uh, but like where everybody was so kind of elegant and just above human natural behavior and shit like that, and mm-hmm. nobody felt like they were being a person. Even though, of course, they're all you know vampires, but like everybody's like, it feels like they're just rich. They're too rich, you know. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. 
Well, they've my got first, some regal in their blood. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole Victorian era or mm-hmm. whatever. The, 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 it starts in the late 1700s. My very first note that I put was vampire plantation owner, not good. Uh, <laughs> very much not good. <laughs> so when he said he was a pl- plantation owner, I was like, oh, man, I'm already against you. I don't care what happens to you. This is mm-hmm. this is not a good start, my friend. Um, I personally thought that this movie, while stylish and had some really cool segments mm-hmm. for the most part was kind of boring um, yeah for the most part like um, it's, it's very repetitive and like brad pitt becomes a vampire then he finds out he has to kill people as if he didn't or he didn't think that through mm-hmm. he didn't think you were gonna have to kill people uh and and then tom cruise is like you gotta kill people oh, i'm mad at you and then they break up, and then they come back together. And then mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's like, oh, I don't want to kill people. And then Tom Cruise is like, oh, you got to kill people. I'm, I'm mad at you. <laughs> then they break up, and then Brad Pitt comes back, and he's like, oh, I don't want to kill people. And then Tom Cruise is like, oh, you got to kill people. I'm mad at you. It's, it's, and then it, he finally kills somebody. He's like, oh, thank God. And then he turns them into a vampire. He's like, I'm still mad at you, though. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> mad at you. Because he didn't want to kill her. very, very repetitive and tedious and... Honestly, while watching it, like I, it's it's a solid movie. But mm-hmm. when I was watching it, I was like, "How does this have a seven point five out of ten on IMDb?" Like it's yeah, yeah, l- like mid to low sixes. I could understand, mm-hmm. but seven point five, I think, is a pretty high rating for this. It, it's it, yeah, I, I myself had no idea. I still haven't rated it yet. I still don't know what I want to put. It is. It is a very interesting movie, to say the least. It is very uh, slow in the beginning, at least the first act. and then, Not in you know, a good way, either. Like, no. There's, it, there's no, not enough payoff. I and can then, handle slow. What I can't handle is slow and repetitive. Yeah. Once once Kirsten Dunst comes into the mix, it gets a little bit better, but then... But then it starts that's, repeating that's, itself that's where, with that a bit. Yeah, that's where that gets repetitive and where kind she's like, of... Oh, I, I want to grow up. Well, you can't grow up. Well, I'm mad now. Yeah. I want to grow up. Well, you can't grow up. Well, I'm mad now. And it's just—it's so repetitive throughout. It was—it's weird for me because well, I'm sure it's weird for a lot of people. It's just very uh, Brad Pitt and and her and Tom Cruise kind of became this father-daughter father uh, thing. But at the yeah. same time, it became kind of like a a lover lover thing with her and Brad Pitt. But they never they never showed anything. They just called each other beloved and stuff like that. Yeah. Still, still weird. They they did at one point show them very briefly kiss like is what you talked about last week it's why you kind of weirded out that i picked this you're like oh there's a kiss uh, with her in it with an adult it's kind of yeah. weird it's very brief uh before people kick down the door like stop that <laughs> yeah um like legitimately all they had to do to make that kiss not creepy move it two inches to the left mm-hmm. or down where, where i don't remember the positioning but like have her have her kiss his cheek yeah, that's not I mean, creepy. That's a father daughter thing. Yeah, anywhere, but they it was this basically isn't Tom Brady. Come on, it was basically implying the whole time that it was you know more than you know father daughter, even though they yeah. they did a lot. Uh, this had a lot of like implying a lot of things. Definitely, you know, gay undertones everywhere. Which, you know, it's a good thing. Obviously, they couldn't show more. They, you know, it was the '90s. People didn't want to see that. I guess. Um, and then, of course, you know, definitely people don't want to see a dude making out with a, a, a teenage girl, not even probably a teenage girl at the nope. time. 
Um, so they definitely didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was super weird at moments on on things like that. But for the most part, you know, without if you if you scrap the 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 pacing and scrap the weird Victorian and scrap you know the the child <clears throat> uh, thing going on relationship, it, it's a decent movie. But for that. All throwing all those things back in, it makes it not a decent movie. Yeah. It's it's very, it was okay to watch once, for sure. I don't see many people going back to rewatch this often. Well, at yeah. least at least myself. Um, and it, it was it was crazy to me that seeing Tom Cruise blonde made me not ever want to see him blonde again. <laughs> I was just like, that doesn't fit anything that yeah. what I'm looking at. And Tom Cruise coming back multiple times. That was that was just oh, like, yeah. okay, uh, <laughs> my my uh, one of my notes was it, this movie's boring, but then Tom Cruise just died. So, mm-hmm. but, but Tom Cruise's death was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, he not dead. He gross. <laughs> yeah, like, and so um, so so they had they had that coming back. So like, oh oh he died. Oh oh he came back. Um, no he's dead. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. No he's back. No he's back. Uh, I also he just could don't be dead like here. it. Yeah, I also, I don't like it when vampire movies break vampire rules. I feel like it's bad writing uh, because they're just like, oh, I want this to happen, but it's against the vampire rules. We'll just have them make some snide comment about how that's just a myth. Uh, The whole fucking thing's a myth, lady. Yeah. Anne Rice, who wrote the novel and and the screenplay, uh, like stick to the lore. Or just don't use vampires. Make them something else. That was also one of the things is that. She she used the coffins, which they sleep in, I guess, to also heal. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know. My whole maybe thing, they well, sleep in the coffins and heal themselves better. I don't know how that works. I but think they it also, was just like the 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 best way to ensure that you're not going to get hit with sunlight. I yeah. think that's what it was. And and also, um, the obviously the sunlight. Those those are really the only two vampire things she kept out yeah. of everything. You know. I've, I've, and the sharp teeth, of course. Um, but the the biggest thing with, um, with vampires is if the vampire that turned you into a vampire dies, you also die, which is the reason why vampires don't kill the ones that turn them into vampires, because mm-hmm. then, then they will also die. It's a whole like, you know, existential thing where like, do I really want to die? Blah blah blah. But in this, they're just like trying to kill each other left and right and it's just that that was my biggest thing it was like oh we're not we're gonna ignore that rule because it doesn't go into was that a rule in this one not in this one no No. i was gonna say with that one i can give and take Uh, well i mean i guess like van helsing i guess that does happen right now uh i don't know i don't remember van helsing enough but like, I don't watch with, too many vampire movies yeah. either, should I with say. This, with this movie where he hates Lestat, mm-hmm. that would have been the biggest reason to not kill Lestat. Yeah. And, but yet he's just being a whiny little bitch the whole time. Well, that know. was also the thing is that he didn't, after he became this thing, he didn't want to become, the, the movie would end there, honestly. If it, he it didn't want to become this thing so bad, he could have killed him and then, oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> it, it should have ended that way. No, um, but that, that's just something that bothered me in the whole uh, like the garlic thing, I get the, the garlic thing's always been kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like the stake through the heart, 
Yeah. You're lighting people on fire and cutting them in half. Like, what's what's the difference between a stake and a heart? <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand, like, that specifically not being a absolute death, mm-hmm. the, the wooden stake. But, like, if you get pierced in the heart, why is that why is that just a myth that's that's no dumb. idea um but it's just i i just think it's lazy writing the, the fucking twilight movies do the same thing where they're like oh we got to have them out in the daylight they don't burn up they sparkle <laughs> diamond I, skin diamond skin so th- this to me was like two steps up from the twilight movies but still not very mm-hmm. great uh, they definitely had their moments, um, like when uh, when Brad Pitt goes vampire John Wick on everyone, yeah, uh, <laughs> and just burns all the vampires alive. That, I thought that segment was really cool. So that that um, was really cool. But then it's got you thinking, like, how many of these motherfuckers are going to come back because the stat yeah. came back like eighteen times. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, it's 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 all over the place, really. It's um, I I think it it. it I don't get why people love this movie so much other than, mm-hmm. like, the sex appeal of it. There's definitely some sex appeal in there. But, like, they realize we have porn, right? Like, Do we? Yeah, you could just, like, if you really want to just get your rocks off, just watch porn. You don't <laughs> need to watch... Well, I want to get my steaks two, off. two-hour-long movie that's very boring mm-hmm. about vampires where you don't even see their dicks. Like <laughs> we do see some other things though on the you see, female yeah, anatomy. You see boobs, yeah. Wow, wow, um, wow, wow. Uh, that that was another one of the segments that I thought was pretty cool. Like them staging public executions, but as if it were a play, so yeah. that no one would suspect. It. I thought that was an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And then that's all you see of it. Yep. It's it's uh, it's yeah. It's just a very. On and off movie. Uh, the ending, um, if we could talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, how is Lestat like perfectly fine looking after being burned? Is it just because it, like the the regeneration? Te- regeneration. He, he was okay. feeding on humans. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It was he still was, cool. the, the whole time he wasn't when Brad Pitt left, and then yeah, I guess once he saw him again, he started feasting again and yeah. just becoming more normal. It seemed like a little bit of a And then a once out. he once he like gave a good licking on a Christian Slater, he uh, no, when became fully fledged. When when they uh found when he found him in that abandoned house and the helicopter comes in mm-hmm. and shines the light and it has the whole what the hell was that helicopter looking for? Uh, no idea. And why actually. why did it not stop in fact, when I it saw thought, people? I thought in that moment, I'm like, why the fuck is there a helicopter right there? Yeah. What is what is Brad Pitt a wanted fugitive now? Yeah, like and you then didn't it just need then to... it go to it just go to go to away. Thanks, Glenn. You're yeah. an adult. It went away. <laughs> so that was that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it was very weird. Also, and... they didn't modernize Lestat in the slightest, so it's it's literally like he just came back from the the 18th century and just existed. Yeah. Since then, just in that room, never went anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It could have, it would have been nice to at least you know modernize him a little bit, make him look like he kind of tried to fit in with society somewhat. Yeah, like but just a leather jacket or something. Literally anything that yeah. fit his whole style. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a gimp um, suit, fucking guy. <laughs> Did the ending when they're driving down or across uh, Golden Gate Bridge give you Full House vibes? I saw you put that. It, it did not, mainly because it was at night. And Full House never takes place at but night. But the music, though. The music. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was like cheesy 90s rock music that was kind of like upbeat and then mm-hmm. it goes it, they're driving in a uh, red convertible which i'm pretty sure in full house they're driving a red convertible yeah going I, I across are, yeah. the golden state bridge i see it now with my yeah. eyes with when, my when that happened eyes. i was just like this is just reminding me of uh full house oh was I, that 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 was a line in this movie he's like what do you see with your special eyes or your vampire eyes wasn't it was that in this oh my god and it reminded me of a movie that i can fucking what was it lord of the rings what do you see with your what do you hear with your elf ears or something fuck i'm gonna lose my mind now it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah I, I mean that seems like it would fit fit uh lord of the rings but this movie like th- there's a lot that oh, i don't even want to say a lot there was enough for me to not completely hate this movie but i'm still just baffled that it's so highly regarded mm-hmm. like if this were just like oh hey it's a it's a movie that existed tom cruise probably gives one of his better performances in it because he's usually just very bland yeah um or at least like i don't i, don't I didn't know if i, I want to say i didn't care for him in this movie at I, all. I good is not the the it, it just felt like he was actually trying which usually it doesn't feel like he tries yeah um but yeah i i just don't get what all the hullabaloo is about uh also <laughs> uh anyone who says that that kiss between kirsten dunst and brad pitt is not weird you got a Chris Hansen's coming to your house. Um, it, is, it is it is a little weird, but it, luckily it's fast enough to where it doesn't overstay its welcome yes, that yes. long. Um, and it, like, again, just kiss him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing. Yeah, I mean, 30 years together, or over 30 years together, you know, it, it, would, it would make sense why they kissed on the faces. It, it makes sense, but especially at the when same they, time. Especially when it was like, Beloved, beloved, my dear, my dear, it, my dear. Yes, but not enough happened for yeah. you to... Well, they didn't... It was the 90s. Nobody wanted to see that at all. <laughs> well, that's why you hire a, an 18-year-old that looks like she's yeah. 13. And I guarantee you in the book, they probably do more than just that, that kiss in the movie. Well, in books, it's different because you're, yeah. not, you're not subjugating a uh, 13-year-old actress to that. Yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not arguing about I that. I think she was younger sure. than 13, actually. Hold on. This came out in, what year was this? 94, I believe. 94? Yeah, she was like 12. Hmm. So, probably 13 when it came out, but 12 when they filmed it. Um, yep, 12. And it's just... Crazy. She's from yeah. Jersey? That made me a little sad. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jersey. No, uh, it's... um, it It's... It is what it is. It's, it is what it is. The, this, but yeah, just hire an older actress if you if you want them to kiss on the lips. Hire an older actress so people can be like, okay, mm-hmm. like with Licorice Pizza. Yes, it's a fifteen year old and a twenty five year old, but they're both over the age of eighteen, so it makes it less weird to actually be watching it. Even though like the story is about a fifteen year old, twenty five year old. Yeah, that's that's what you got to do. It definitely made me realize that I. I, I if if Brad Pitt can go like centuries without getting a haircut, I could do it too. I, mm. I could just I could just do it. You're not a vampire. Fuck, I'm just pale <laughs> enough to be one though. Uh, you that's true. That's very true. Um, but yeah, I don't got anything else to say really. Yeah, I think I think we talked about it. Yes, <laughs> we did. We did indeed talk about it. So that brings us to the judgment for Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. Don't even know why that's there. Did I, they make I another one? I assume they were gonna make more. 
if this did well enough or just Ugh. I don't know what happened there. But. I, I hate unnecessary subtitles and mm-hmm. titles. Um, but, yeah, that brings us to the judgment. Uh, as always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether it becomes a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn, you picked this, so you yes, get I to did. go first. I would say no. I would say uh, this was this was nice enough to maybe watch once, if if that. But I, I wouldn't exactly subjugate myself to, you know, watch it another time, probably. Yeah. Glad I did. Now I can talk to people about it in the real world. Yeah. Uh, if it weren't boring, maybe I would have liked it more. But it's extremely dull and boring mm-hmm. for for too long of it. Yeah. Like, multiple moments I found myself being bored. Uh, so I would also say no. Uh, again... Now I can talk to people about it and tell them why their opinions are wrong and stupid. Exactly. Uh, just kidding. If you like this movie, that's great. I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, I have but no you're problem wrong and with stupid. I have no ro- problem with people enjoying this movie. I'm just baffled that they do because it's very boring to me. And I usually like boring movies. I watched a three and a half hour movie that was just a woman going about her day, and I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> so that that shows you like how boring I can enjoy but this was just too boring (laughs) so interview with the vampire the vampire chronicles does not make it on the shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden that brings us to our assignment for next week glenn it's streaming roulette week it do be that time it do be that time uh for those of you who don't know streaming roulette the way it works is that we spin the very real physical wheel with all the movies that are streaming on the services we subscribe to Three times, and then mm-hmm. we pick the best out of those three times. Pick the best one. And, and now I have HBO Max. I don't know if you have. Now you have HBO Max. Uh, let, let me just double check to make sure I did. Uh, I did. I did add Ooh. HBO. I think that's been on there the whole time. <laughs> and we just, we've got uh, lucky. Yeah, I think we've just skipped it if it ever did pop up. Yeah. So without any further ado, here comes the first spin. <laughs> Oh, we've already done this one, Le- leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we're going to skip that one. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, God. Oh, God. From 2016. Should, directed... I, put, should I put a fun fact in here about this one? Sure. This is the movie that made me stop watching Mar- uh, basically some Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> That and then fan four stick. Uh, fan f- oh right yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, in, Fox movies. Sorry. Yeah, I I, I yeah. got well now Fox is owned by Disney, so yep. there's that. Uh, in the 1980s, the X Men must defeat an ancient, all powerful mutant, En Nur, who intends to live through bringing destruction to the world. Directed by disgraced director Brian Singer. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Written by Simon Kinberg, disgraced writer Brian Singer, uh, Michael Doherty, and starring James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Oscar Isaac, Rose Byrne, Evan Peters, Josh Hellman, Sophie Turner, Ty Sheridan, Lucas Till, Cody Smith-McPhee, Ben Hardy, Alexandria Ship, and much, much more. Olivia Munn's in there for a bit. Yes. Uh, I, I have not seen this, so I have no idea uh, how long she's in there for. But yes, X-Men Apocalypse, that is our first choice. Here comes spin number two. Please be something better. Caro Diario. Mm, okay. Nineteen ninety-three. Uh, it is C A R O D I A R O. 
it's not coming up, you some bitch. Dear oh. Diary? It might be Dear Diary. Uh, ooh, actually, film? yeah, it's on Tubi. I don't know if we want to include that. Dear Diary, if it, yeah, yeah, that looks like it. Uh, Caro Diario. Where's this from? It is from Italy. Uh, it is on Tubi, and that is directed by Nani Moretti and written by Nani Moretti. Uh, starring Nani Moretti, Renato Carpentierio, Thierry. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't know at the end. Giovanna Bazzolo, uh, Sebastiano Nardone, Antonio. Pet- why am I reading more? Antonio's in there as well. Good old Antonio. <laughs> Director Nani Moretti takes a mordant look at Italian life through the three anthological vignettes presented as the chapters of an open diary. And that is going to be available on Tubi. Uh, oh, and I forget, we didn't say where X-Men Apocalypse is. X-Men Apocalypse? It's on Disney+. Plus. I should have known. Uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> that Those are our first two movies, please. I mean, Dear Diary sounds okay, but I'd rather watch something else. So please, give us something good. <sighs> Paris Blues. From 1961. See, we're going back to Polaris, huh? Or Pla- Jesus, Glenn. Paris, huh? Paris, yeah. This is on to, Pluto to and Tubi. Ooh, Paul Newman. Paul Newman? Yeah, Pluto and Tubi. That sex idol? Don't yeah. mind if I do. Uh, it is approved, just so anyone wants to know. Approved. Uh, during the 1960s, two Americans expat, expat, expatriate, expatriate? I've never heard that word before. Uh, jazz musicians living in Paris meet and fall in love with two American tourist girls. Uh, directed by Martin Ritt, written by Jack Scher, Irene Camp, and Walter Bernstein. Starring Paul Newman, Joan Woodward, Sidney Poitier, the, the Louis very, Armstrong. The very soonly uh, late Sidney. Yes. Louis Armstrong, huh? Louis Armstrong. Barbara uh, Lagg. Diane Carroll, Barbara, Barbara Lagg. I, I don't know who that is. Is that a musician? Sure. You, you sounded excited, don't I, I? I think it's somebody that I'm not thinking of. Are you thinking of Jessica Lang? Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that is going to be on uh, Pluto or Tubi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or Hoopla, if you have a Hoopla, expo- Hoopla. Uh, which I do not have. Um, oh, this is this is quite a fiasco that we're in. Uh, X-Men's off the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of here so uh, i oscar isaac tried his best in that movie brian singer should have stopped the days of future past brian singer end of that. yeah um caro diario or paris blues i mean i'm excited for some paul newman i'll be honest i mean i'm always excited for paul i do newman. i do love some paul newman well, let's go with paris blues then it sounds good we're going back to paris baby we're going back to paris so paris blues is our assignment for next week that is on pluto and tubi i believe mm-hmm. is what i said i'm not going to go back and check that but you can if you really want to motion pictures move you deeply others not at all some pictures you love some you hate here is one which is bound to catch you up in its different kind of love story you might call it a love spectacular so intimately exciting you feel it's happening to you 
Paris Blues. A room in Paris can be like no other room in the world. The things they do, the things they say. You come on like this with all the guys? No, only with the special ones. They haunt you and hold you like the Paris Blues. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, be Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch Paris Blues with Paul Newman and his baby blues, even though it's in black and white. Mm-hmm. Baby grays. Baby grays. And uh, Sidney Poitier is in there, too. Yes. I don't think I've seen the Sidney Poitier movie. I, f- I feel like I might have. I'd have to look it up, though. Maybe one. I might have seen one. I'll look Who it knows? up now. But yeah, anyway. Anyway. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.